We're continuing our series in the book of 1 Peter. And 1 Peter, as I reminded you last week, was a book that was written to people who were really suffering and going through really hard times. The people in 1 Peter were facing seemingly insurmountable odds, um, and, and they were going through a lot of suffering and pain. And Peter was really trying, as an elder in the community, to try to shepherd them and guide them on how they're going to make it out there in that harsh and violent and difficult world that, that we face each and every day. And, and I think his words couldn't be more current for us today because we as Christians and just people are trying to navigate this harsh and violent world in which we live and trying to figure out how to stay faithful to Jesus in the midst of all of it. And it's not easy to do, and we make a lot of mistakes, and we get confused, and we don't know what to do at, at any given time, and, and we really have to listen to the Spirit. And I believe God's Spirit can speak to us through this book, this letter that was written, this ancient letter that was written a long, long time ago, um, but I think still has power for us today. So the letter of 1 Peter begins like this. I want to read the first just lines of it to start. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. To God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. That's how he starts his letter begins by saying who wrote it, Peter, an apostle of Jesus, and then afterwards it was standard practice then to tell who you were writing the letter to. Now I want to highlight two words in the opening of this uh, book of 1 Peter. The word exiles and the word chosen. So Peter wrote to a group of people that he referred to as exiles. Y'all want to know what an exile is? An exile the exiles are people who have been displaced, people who have been banished, kicked out, people who no longer belong, people who seemingly have no home. These people that Peter was writing to, they could have been people who were actually kicked out of their nation and forced to live in a foreign land. This had happened to the Jewish people multiple times throughout their history. It also could be people who were spiritual or social exiles, maybe still living in their homeland, but rejected by the people around them. These are the people that Peter took the time to write this letter to, exiles, people who had been displaced, who didn't belong, who were left out. These were people who were suffering. They were displaced. They were without a home, seemingly in a hopeless situation. Yet Peter also refers to them as chosen. To be chosen is very different from being an exile, right? To be chosen is to be seen, to be valued, to be noticed, to be desired. To be chosen is ultimately to be loved. They were exiles, but also chosen. And this is ultimately the basic message, I think, of 1 Peter. That you have been rejected by those around you, but God has affirmed you, and God has chosen you. Your suffering that you're going through does not mean that you have messed up. It does not mean you are flawed. It does not mean that you're not praying enough or that you don't have enough faith. Suffering happens in a broken world. 
And sometimes following God will actually bring suffering into our lives. And Peter brings up the fact that Jesus suffered too. And Jesus was, of course, precious to God the Father. You are suffering and you are also precious to God. Last week I argued that 1 Peter is really a letter of strategy that sought to help these young Christians stay faithful to Jesus in the midst of a harsh and difficult world. And I would argue the most important thing that they needed to know was that they had a new identity in Jesus. Jesus died and rose, and that because of Jesus, they could know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they were loved by God, that they were precious, that they were powerful, and that they were honored. Even though the world treated them as exiles. Let me read our text for today, and I just want to say a few thoughts about it. Peter says, like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to Him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to Him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in Him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone that causes people to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Amen. Some powerful words there. I feel like Peter's just using everything he can to say that you all matter, that you are loved, and that God has transformed everything about you. To these suffering Christians, Peter uses many images and scriptures and arguments. He uses as many as he can think of to communicate the basic truth that they mattered to God that they are loved, that their suffering does not mean that God had forgotten them. In fact, the opposite has happened. God has blessed them, not forgotten them. God has blessed them with so many gifts that can sustain them in this difficult journey of life. They are not rejected by God, but blessed and chosen by God. To the exiles who had been displaced and did not have a place to belong, God blessed them with a new family, a spiritual house, a community. And this new family that has been given is the church. It is a place of belonging, of equality, of care. We talked about last week how slaves and these women who had unbelieving husbands, they lived in other homes where there was not equality. There was not care. There was not love. 
Yet at the church, they found a new home and a new family where they did experience that belonging that they had been searching for. And it changed their lives. Perhaps their community had rejected them or shamed them or kicked them out. But Peter told them that God had given them a new community. He says, once you were no people, but now you are a people, right? You have been chosen by God. Not just you as an individual, but all of you to have community together. Our churches ought to be places where exiles can find a home. People who have been rejected are welcomed in and included. It's not that complicated. To the exiles who felt alone and far from God, Peter reminded them that Jesus was indeed very close to them. So close that he said that you have tasted him. We can taste and see him because Jesus is so close to us. And Peter told them that Jesus is actually part of this new community. This new spiritual house that was being built. Because Jesus is in fact the cornerstone of this house. He is there. He is in the foundation. He's not going anywhere. Jesus was with them always. And we can see how that might be encouraging to people who felt like they didn't belong. That no matter what we face in life, Scripture teaches us that Jesus is with us through it all. And we cannot stop talking about that. That is so important to know that Jesus is with us through all the things that we face in life. And that has given incredible strength and courage to all the great cloud of witnesses that have come before us to continue marching forward in the midst of unspeakable pain and loss and difficulties. To the exiles who endured public shaming and rejection and poverty and violence, to those who struggled to believe in themselves, God told them that they were chosen, that they were royalty that they were a holy nation, God's special possession, the people of God. Keep in mind, the Christians that Peter was writing to, they were marginalized people who had been rejected and were experiencing economic oppression and even victims of violence and being told publicly and privately that they did not matter. Yet God told them, no, you're actually a royal priesthood. I mean, that's... I mean, he could not pick even more bold language to use. You are a holy nation. You are precious. You are God's special possession, the people of God. They were given a new status, a new identity, which sustained them as they walked this difficult journey together. People may lie on you. They may label you. They may tell you that you don't mean anything or that you are worthless. Yet God says that you are precious, that you are beautiful, and that you are loved. Peter reminds us that we all belong to a family. We got one right here, a little dysfunctional at times, but beautiful. He reminds us that Jesus is with us through everything that we go through. And he reminds us that our identity and worth is found in God. Not because of your accomplishments, not because of how hard you work or how many hours you put in, not because of what job you have or the title you have at your job, not based on what your family says about you or anything. God sees you and God loves you 
And God says you are precious and that you are valuable and that you are chosen. As we navigate these incredible challenges and hardships, as we navigate loss and all the things that we're facing in our lives, I am hearing these words as an encouragement and a challenge to me that we need to stay close to our church family through all this. Oftentimes when we go through hard times, we distance ourselves. If you're going through something really hard and you're even ashamed of what you're doing or whatever, you still belong here in our church and we want you here and we need one another no matter what we're facing in our lives. So we need to stay close to our church family. I'm also thinking that we need to walk with Jesus every day and press into Jesus every day through spiritual practices, through prayer, through conversations. And, and this is something that's so hard to do when we're facing challenges. And I'm also thinking that we need to uh, not care as much about what others say about us, but worry more about what God thinks about us. Right now, uh, many of us are dealing with just more profound loss in our lives. And we're overwhelmed by the weight of the world, and we're struggling to hold on to hope. And I think the letter of 1 Peter can remind us of how we can navigate these uncertain times. So I'll remind you of these three things that Peter offers us. We have a new family. Jesus is with us, and our identity and worth is found in God. I'm going to share a, a song. Christina is going to sing with me. And it's a song that I was listening to this week, and it really spoke to me uh, in the midst of kind of a low moment I was facing, and it brought me encouragement. And so maybe, uh, maybe it'll bring you all encouragement as well. a song about finding Jesus in the midst of everything that we face in life. So these words can just be a blessing for you this morning. When my work takes me places I don't want to go Christ before me My heart aches with sorrow as I hit the road Christ be with me. And the care of my family takes all that I have. Christ within me. When I'm worn and exhausted, ashamed that I'm mad. Christ defend me. rise up today in a strength that is not my own. I'm held by the promise of God that I'm never alone. 
I'm tossed to the side and I want to give up. Christ beside me. And I'm working so hard, but it's never enough. Christ beside me. When I work hard, but someone else gets the reward. God's eyes see me. I ask for promotion and they shut the door. God's ears hear me. I rise up today in a strength that is not my own. held by the promise of God that I'm never alone. When I climb the first steps toward a long-held dream, Christ above me, I leap out in faith and I hope to find wings. Christ be rise up today in a strength that is not my own. I'm held by the promise of God that I'm never 